Welcome to episode four of the Startup Scientist minicast. I'm your host, Dan Quintana from the University of Oslo, and I'm here to talk about navigating and building your scientific career using a startup framework. Now, first, I just want to say thanks to everyone that have been sharing the Startup Scientist podcast, especially people that have been saying great things about the podcast on social media, like uh, Lincoln Tracy, who is at Lincoln Tracy on Twitter, uh, at Psychology Brief, and uh, John Mills, who is at Dr. J.P. Mills. Now, you develop a pretty thick skin working in academia. Often the editor's rejection message of your manuscript doesn't fit the scope of the journal feels like they're really saying, yeah, you know that thing that you've poured the last six months of your life into? Yeah, it really isn't that good. Now, after going through a ton of these rejections, like any scientist, I believe it's crucial to remember that sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. One of my favorite papers in recent years was a manuscript by Zoltan Deans, which was titled Using Bayes to Get the Most Out of Non-Significant Results. Now, this paper argues that by using Bayes factors, you can still learn from non-significant results. Either your data supports a null hypothesis over a theory, or your data is too insensitive to tell either way. Now, whenever you get a paper or a position rejection, you learn one of two things. Either it wasn't a good fit, or you need to pivot your approach. But before we even get to this stage, you do have to deal with the sting, the sting of rejection, which is going to happen. If you're not getting rejected in science, you're either a superstar, or you're not pushing the envelope enough. Now, it's easy to get down on yourself, especially when you see your colleagues doing so well. It could be either the person down the hall, or that uh, academic that you follow on social media. Now, of course, what isn't seen are the failures, the papers that were rejected, the grants that didn't get up, and the positions that were turned down. Of course, there are summer exceptions. Uh, in my other podcast, Everything Hurts, we spoke about the CV of failures, which was uh, actually in episode 10, in which a list of failures from a uh, Princeton academic was posted online by the academic. Now, unfortunately, this is pretty rare, uh, not to mention a product of someone who has a position where they can actually make this public. However, it still is an important reminder that uh, most people do actually fail from time to time. Now, rather than getting a reminder that other people don't always experience success, I think it's much easier to remind yourself of the times when you're actually winning. To remind myself, I do two things. First thing is I have a Kanban board. Now, I'm going to go into more depth on what a Kanban board is in a future episode, but this is basically a whiteboard or a corkboard that tracks the pro progress of your projects. On the left side of the board, I have a bunch of ideas on small post-it notes. The middle section has these projects in progress, and the right has these accepted papers. Now, I've got this set up prominently in my office, so even on the worst days, I can get a reminder of all the stuff that I have been doing and all the stuff that I've done in the past. This also gives me a great overview of how all my projects are tracking and how much I'm currently taken, taking on. Now, I'm currently at the point where I've got the luxury where I can actually start uh, turning down potential collaborations just because I'm getting very busy. So, by looking at this board, I can see currently how much work I've got and if I can take new ideas on. However, the thing about this Kanban board is that it only shows me papers or the end products of papers. 
as you know, this can take a long time to get from idea to publication. Sometimes it can take years. So the second thing I do is I have a wall where I post everything that I've shipped or completed, no matter what stage I'm at. Whether it's me emailing the next draft of a paper to collaborators, cool, that's something I've completed. It's a small goal on the way of actually getting to a final paper. What I do here is I print out the title page of the paper, write the date of when it was shipped in a red marker, and stick it to my wall. Now this wall is getting pretty full, but it's an excellent reminder of the stuff that I've gotten done. And related to this, I also keep a comment from one of my PhD examiners on the wall behind my computer monitor. This thesis examiner was, and still is, one of the most prominent researchers in my field, so it's a great antidote for when I have a case of the imposter syndrome. So you might have something similar where you can actually post something up to give yourself a reminder of those times we were winning. I also have a few emails saved, uh, for instance, being offered a new position or winning my first big grant. We often have a bias towards negative feedback, so I think it's really important to be intentional about these, sort, these sorts of reminders. So that's all we have time for today for the Startup Scientist mini-cast. If you're enjoying the Startup Scientist, you can show your support by telling your friends, by sharing uh, these mini-cast episodes on social media as well. And if you have any requests for future mini-cast episodes, please let me know on Twitter through at TSS underscore podcast or through Facebook by searching the Startup Scientist Podcast. Bye for now.